Hey, hey, and welcome back to Nintendo's. My name is Brayden, and not with me in the same room this time is... Jake. Oh, it's so tragic. It's it's different. I know. I miss you, buddy. You're just on a computer screen at, right now, but uh, oh, yeah. I miss you, too. Welcome to Nintendo's. We're here today to talk about some Nintendo news, what we've been playing, a retro gym, the Nintendo gym of the week, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but for now, do we want to start with some news headlines, Jake? Yeah, dude, let's let's jump right into the news. All right, so point number one, according to a research firm, Superdata, it's an arm of Nielsen ratings, like they do the TV ratings and everything, so mm-hmm. I, I trust it. Fire <laughs> Emblem sold 800,000 digital units on the Switch Woo! in July, uh, making it the best digital launch in the franchise history, which kind of makes sense. Most of the other titles were on the 3DS, but... Regardless, 800,000 in the month of July, and this figure only covers six days because it was released July 26th, so I just think that number is kind of mind-blowing, and that's digital sales only. That's insane. And remember, the the physical sales, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but they were really good, weren't they? They were like a few million, or like one point something million. They They were really impressive. We've we've joked about it before. Like I'm a physical boy, you're a digital dude. I, well, I don't quite remember what it was, but uh, digital dude. <laughs> yeah, you're a digital dude, and I don't know. I just digital seems so foreign to me. I like to have it in my hands, but apparently more than eight hundred thousand at this point. That was just in July. Uh, people wanted to download it straight to their consoles, so that's pretty cool. One of those sales, as you were mentioning, is me. So okay, yeah, bought, that's what I thought. I bought the game digitally. That's, I mean, that's cool to see for me. I mean, I always, in my ideal world, physical things would would stay around, but I live in a, a tiny-ass apartment that I'm looking around right now, and I have a half, like, not even a full bookshelf that's already full with all of my stuff. I can't, I can't afford to go around and keep on collecting all these games and getting all these extra cases and stuff. I, I've, I've gone mostly digital recently, unless unless it's, like, significantly cheaper for me to buy it new, which sometimes it is. Like, I was looking into buying uh, Control, which is a non-Tendo game, PC, Xbox, PS4, and I was thinking about getting that. I think I'm going to save my money and get Astral Chain instead, so I can talk about it with you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm, I'm a much more digital guy now. L- like I said, unless it's for a game such as Control. Um, where it's about $15 cheaper to buy a new from like Walmart or even Target has like $50. Mm-hmm. So I might, if I do end up getting that game, I might end up getting it a physical copy. But for now, yeah. it seems like it's going to be all digital. Very good. All Thanks right. For me. Yeah. On to our next story. So the Pokemon World Championships. Is that something that you've ever followed, Jake? To a point. Uh, last year at this time, um, first of all, I want to say last year at this time they had the Pokemon World Championships in Nashville. Yeah, I know buddy. You said you went. I but did. I had just moved to Knoxville and I was so mad. It, it was literally like my first week here, so I was like, I can't drive oh, back man. already. So I I didn't go. I was so depressed. It was, but it was um, such a good time. Yeah, dude. And even last year, even last year, I was like into the TCG. Like I had I had a deck. I was current. So like oh, then I wasted the spot too because I just mm. I just went and watched and I had a fantastic time. But like you know, s- casual people could enter the TCG tournaments and everything. Dude, so like my my beware my beware killed people, dude. He was so oh, good. That's so my awesome. Big bulky beware. Oh, 
I'll, I'll show you later. I even Beware is like one of my favorite Pokemon just because he wrecked house in my TCG deck. But mm-hmm. we're not even talking about the news. We're just rambling. You haven't even mentioned why we're bringing up the Pokemon World Championships. Well, it's kind of just, you know, a highlight reel of the year in Pokemon. Uh, all sorts of games take place there. Like we said, the TCG is played. Um, the main series entries were played. So this year it was what? Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I believe. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess that would be the newest one at, at this time. And there's actually Pokin Tournament as well, um, which I think is really cool. It was so fun to watch, like the championships and everything. It's such a good community. And that's mm-hmm. one of the pieces of news that I wanted to bring. It's just a feel-good story. A tournament official out of Nevada, I believe, named Fumu. At least that's that's what he goes by on Twitter. But he and basically the entire Pokin Tournament community filled up this notebook with positive and thankful sentiments about what the game means to them and what the community means to them and they hand delivered it to the game's producer uh masaki hoshino there in washington dc like at worlds and it was just like they took a little clip of course uh but you know it was a really sweet video and and it's just such a neat idea i thought that was really sweet i know i love that yeah, I went and just watched like an hour of Pokin Tournament live streams on Twitch and stuff like after this. I don't know. It just got me back into it and made me want to like join the community. I don't know. It seems so friendly and welcoming. But also out of Worlds, next year will be 2020 in London, England. And so Ooh, I, that's my wife is English. I know, but that's a good excuse to make it over to London for me. <laughs> um also, I would keep an eye on when they're going to open up the registration, if that's something you're interested in doing, because I missed it last year and I had to get my tickets off the streets, off like a scalper Dang. for like How much did that 20... cost you? Well, like 20, 30 bucks. And like, yeah, so I bought, you that's know. That's nothing. That's I nothing. I know, but you got them for like five or 10 if you like got them on time, but still. Yeah. I, had, I think I had to, I missed some of the first day because I couldn't even find them in time, but so watch the schedule, kids. The other big news out of Worlds were just some new features for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I don't know. Do you see? Do you see anything about this? The online battle system. Have you ever battled no, online I, much? No, I've. I'm not. I'm not competitive in really any of my games, especially not Pokemon. Um, <laughs> I mean, I might have. Where it's easy to get a butt whooping. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I'm not good um, at any games. Like I said. Pokemon included. Um, you go online yeah. and you just see some Japanese characters pop up for the name. And like you immediately <laughs> you're know like, you're oh just no. going into the ground. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've been really busy this week. So I haven't, man, I have. I've barely seen any of this news. So tell yeah, me what no worries. in Pokemon. Well, forgive me. It's been a while since I've played online as well. But Nintendo Pokemon announced that there will be a ranked battle system as well as a casual battle system. And so you'll earn points, which will raise your rank if you win. And so finally, you'll like be battling in tiers that are potentially more appropriate for your skill level or, you know, just how you build your teams. Um, I like you said, I'm also very casual uh, I'd like to think I want to. I can like try and play competitive, but no, you know what I mean. But a proper tier system will put me right where I need to be, and I'm looking forward to right. that. Also, they said that they're bringing back a rental system. I again, forgive me if I'm missing out on this, but the last time I 
remember a rental system in a Pokemon game was Pokemon Stadium, where you, you know, they, they let you choose from basically the roster of Pokemon and just build your own team. Right, yeah. In, in this, in Sword and Shield, you're going to have to input an ID number for the team that you're wanting to rent, but you can even play with them online. So it just seems like a really cool concept to bring back. If it's already an Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, forgive me, because I, I just, I have not played online much. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't played those games at all. Again, like I like to pretend I'm competitive, but usually I just, I beat the main story mode and then it kind of fades away. Right, main, yeah. The main storyline, that is. But anyway, so that's that's kind of the news from Pokemon Worlds. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, always a good time. And if you can make it to London 2020, definitely try and do it. Yeah, and you know, in, in two days, we've got uh, Pokemon Masters coming out on iOS. So it comes out August 29th. I know that's not really news, but that's something notable about Pokemon. So we'll be talking about that on next week's podcast. Sure, absolutely. Our next piece of news is about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which um, I have not played that much really since about the first <laughs> I week that I bought it. it. What about you? No, me neither. I've, I've, not, I've not touched it since I finished reviewing it for the website I work for. Right. Well, and I mean, that's a shame. It is a fun game, but just the, well, it's the replay value is not right. That's a good. No, it's, it's, it's junk food games. And when you've got a junk food game next to Fire Emblem, you're going to choose Fire Emblem every every day. At least I am. So. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. That it makes sense. And it again, it's fun. It's a good time. But uh, at this point, it's definitely kind of a backup game for me. But for sure, I might for sure. have to throw it back in the slot just in just a couple days on August 30th. Um, if you don't recall, we were already getting Colossus and Cyclops as free DLC, but they also announced that they're giving us three new costumes. We're getting Symbiote Spider-Man, which is sick. Love it. We're getting an OG Miss <laughs> Marvel skin for Captain Marvel. If for you non... Yeah, whatever. I don't need to get into... <laughs> I don't need to get into Marvel lore. Never mind. <laughs> um, and but most importantly, Hulk is getting a Planet Hulk skin, which is one of my favorite comic storylines of all time. It's so good, uh, and the costume That's looks dope. great. And so, um, Hulk that alone... was in my main team, so really, I'm, I'm excited to throw that that on him. Yeah, yeah. He see, I didn't really play him at all. I think one of the Infinity Trials required you to play as him, but really, other than that, I didn't. And I think this uh, Planet Hulk costume alone is going to be enough to get it get me back into the game, at least for a couple days. I mean, I'd say for me, I'll probably at least pop it in again to uh, try out Cyclops and Colossus. Cause, hey, yeah, oh, sure. Good point. Good point. All right. Um, moving on. Astral Chain, it's coming out this Friday as well, August 30th, along with the, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance DLC. I'm very much looking forward to it. You you mentioned you are picking it up, correct? Oh yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Um, it, like I said, it was between that or Control, and at the end of the day, I had to go. Well, I got a Nintendo podcast, so I gotta wait a yep. few days and get Astral Chain. Attaboy. we appreciate it. So yeah, uh, Astral Chain. It has a Metacritic score of 88 right now. Um, most of the reviews are really positive. It sounds like it has a 15 to 20 hour playtime, which is you know fairly standard. That's pretty good for, a, I mean, a platinum game. Yeah. Right. And so uh, 
I don't know. There's not much story there for us to talk about. We'll obviously bring our own thoughts once we've played it. But uh, yeah, just positive reviews and looking forward to playing it. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm stoked. Moving on, the next piece of news is a... I'm very excited for it. I don't think it's a very popular series in general, but Monster Rancher, um, the original Monster Rancher for PS1, is getting a port to Switch. Right now, it's only in Japan. I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, we'll get a... I'm really hoping we'll get a Western release here soon enough, but I don't know. I love Monster Rancher. I've always thought it's just a weird kind of obscure monster taming yeah. game going back to, I think, our bonus episode. Just I, I love catch-em-alls. I love Pokemon, collect, uh, Pokemon collectors. I love monster collectors, <laughs> and Monster Rancher is just super cute, and the original PS1 game, I, it was like revolutionary. Did you ever play it? Do you know what it, it did? No. Um, I mean, I know, I know about Monster Rancher. Um, mm-hmm. I've never played it. Something that I thought was interesting about this release is, did you see how they're going to handle the uh, CD system? See, I didn't. I didn't see how they were going to handle it because I just thought they were ignoring it, to be honest. I th- well, you know I what I'm talking were... about, right? Yeah, that's kind of the revolutionary sis- thing that I was talking about, right. too, is the... Uh... Yeah, so so for, for our fans who might not know, um, the original yeah. Monster Rancher on PS1 had a thing where you could put specific like music cds in your ps1 um while playing the game and it would unlock like super rare monsters and stuff yeah which was super (laughs) cool it was just any discs you had lying around you'd throw it in and it would generate a monster and so so what they're doing uh for this new one is way less exciting but um they're just using an online database and you just search whatever cd you would put in and it'll come up and it'll generate a monster for it so that makes it yeah, I mean, that's neat, I guess, because they're keeping it, but also that means you can probably just, like, see which CDs give you the best monsters, and you can so just, So are they like, just, like, syncing up with iTunes or Spotify or something and, like, I, search your I don't know. artist? I don't, like, I don't think so. I think it's, like, their own thing. Like, interesting. Or, like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. No, but that's... It, it's definitely a way to game the system, but that's mm-hmm. one reason I don't really like it. But um, I guess it's cool that they're keeping that feature around. Yeah, sure. It'd be cool if, like, they had you put in different, like, carts that you own or something. Now, that'd different be Different game carts. That'd be cool, yeah. Because, I mean, it's going to be a digital download anyway, so. Right. That'd be neat, yeah, but, you know, they got to do what they got to do, I guess, so. More importantly, Western release, please. Bring it on. Mm. Right, right. Western release, indeed. Anyway, moving on. Next piece of news. In the rumor mill, Chris Siever, the creator of Conquer the Squirrel, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, um, he he didn't used to be so nasty. Did you ever... He has like a Game Boy Color game. He has like a little slingshot. It's super cute. I don't yeah, remember what it's a, called. Yeah, he's a racer in Diddy Kong Racing, and he's just yeah. normal, you know, just, just a right. squirrel. <laughs> I love it. He's hilarious, though. But yeah, again, this is just a rumor, but his creator, he seems to think that Rare IP is not far from coming to the Switch, uh, which would probably mean maybe some Banjo-Kazooie games. Please, please. God, I love I love Banjo-Kazooie so much. Like, it's my favorite 3D platformer. I would freak out if we got ports of the first two, or like, God forbid, if we got a new one. Oh my God. Because clearly... Clearly, Microsoft and, and Nintendo are, like, best friends now. Because we not only got Cuphead ported over, 
but did, I, did you see Ori in the Blind Forest is coming yep. to Switch too? That's we didn't include that. And so many games. Gamescom was this past week. So much. So many games were announced. It was too many. Too many to really. They're talk so about. buddy I, buddy now. Yeah. So I mean, there's rumors about Games Pass maybe coming out on the Switch, which would be amazing. Games. I wish I was an Xbox gamer. I am not. Um, I'm PlayStation and Nintendo. I have an Xbox, but I don't use Games Pass because Games Pass is the the best deal in gaming. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And they recently said, this was even on like the Nintendo news site, Microsoft mentioned, someone high up, I don't remember, forgive me, um, mentioned that they would like to see it on every single platform everywhere. So maybe we'll at least get it on Switch, which would be Sounds amazing. Sounds cool to me. I would love it. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, why they're so tight now. I mean, obviously, it's a lot of good business. That's that's what it all comes down to. But, but yeah, I don't because know. They, Bring it on. I love it. I mean, it. I think... I want to say Sony or Microsoft, one of the two of them said they don't see Nintendo as a direct competitor, which a lot of people took as, like, an attack at Nintendo. But, I mean, it's kind of true, and it is kind of sad to think about. But, I mean, the Nintendo Switch, for a lot of people, is a secondary system. They have sure. their PlayStation, they have their Xbox, and they have their Switch. I know that's true for me. I would have the Switch regardless, but I mean, Switch came out after PS4 and Xbox. So mm-hmm. I already had my PS4 when I bought my Switch. So it is kind of secondary for me, even though I, I at least recently, I play it way more than my PlayStation. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of people don't. I mean, in the past, I haven't. Like, months would go by between like big Switch releases that I cared about where I wouldn't touch my Switch. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is for a lot of people, where they play the big Nintendo releases and then they don't really touch it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it makes sense why they don't necessarily maybe see them as competition, and sure. so it makes complete sense for them to team up. And it's ah, my heart kind of hurts that Sony didn't do it because I love Sony. It'd be really cool to see uh, yeah. Sony stuff coming to Switch. But I mean, if we can get Games Pass on Switch because of this, like, hey man, I'll uh, take it. It'd be so great, Master Chief for Smash. Come on, bring it on. Oh. We are well. We're already getting the the, the Microsoft. Um, we're already getting the Microsoft representative. So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, do you want to take over the news? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I added the last few of these news things. Um, so I'll take over. So yeah, um, I'm gonna skip over that one right there. We'll save that for last because I really want to talk about Aladdin and Lion King SNES ports, like remasters, announced for the Switch coming Woo! out in October. I'm so excited. It's the uh, Mega Drive and so the Mega Drive slash Genesis and SNES ports. They're both going to be released for Lion King and Aladdin. You'll have the choice to switch between the two. You can switch between the two soundtracks at any time. They're coming out in October. I love these games. The Capcom Disney games are amazing. And and I can't wait to talk about them when they come out. Because we can can probably use them as gems, even though they're like remasters. But they are definitely gems. And they're 2D, like, platformer-type games, right? Yes, yeah, they are. And um, while there is a, a SNES and a Mega Drive version, it's not like it is now, where the PlayStation will get a version and the Xbox will get a version, and they're just identical. They right, were completely right. different games. Um, <laughs> like, in Aladdin, in the SNES version, he didn't have a sword, and in the Genesis version, he did have a sword. <laughs> I think that's the right one. If it's the opposite, forgive me. But I know when one of them, he had a sword, and the other one, he didn't. Uh-huh. And, you know... Some people grew up playing the SNES version. Some people grew up playing the Genesis version, and they swear by whatever they grew up with. I think they're both great, but this I saw this on on the news stuff today, and I'm I love so it. excited. That's awesome. I love it so much. So I'm stoked to give those another chance. We'll um, put it on the calendar. Yeah, um, and then another little just 
game announcement that I saw that I thought people might find interesting. The Mega Man Zero Legacy Collection was announced for January, which includes Mega Man Zero 1, 2, 3, 4, Mega Man ZX, and Mega Man ZX Advent. I know nothing about these games. I'm pretty sure they're just Mega Man X games where you play a Zero, who's like the angsty, like Shadow the Hedgehog-esque like rival, <laughs> you know? So I know, Teleports I know people... behind you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know people are really are really into Mega Man, and uh, I just love seeing. I want every game to come to Switch, every single one. So mm-hmm. if they won't give us, if they won't give us our SNES um, virtual console, we will take them as slowly as we can through stuff. Right, like bits and so, pieces and chunks. Even though I know these aren't SNES games, but we'll take our virtual console itty bitty at a time if we have. Yeah, to. are you a Mega Man guy? Do you? I would really like to be. I like the music. Um, I like the aesthetics, but I can never really... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I would have been if I was born in the 80s. Like, I feel like I'd really dig it then. But, mm-hmm. um, like, I've, They're I've super beaten different. Mega Man. Mega Man 2 is the only one I've... Mega Man 2 is the only one I've ever beaten. And I've beaten it, like, uh-huh. six times because I really like that game. <laughs> but, but um... They're the other super ones difficult. It is, yeah. But, um, the other ones I've not... I've not been bothered to beat. I've played pretty much all of them. I haven't played very many of the X games. But I've played pretty mm-hmm. much all the original Mega Man games, and I like them. Just not enough to call myself really a fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so then we can go on to our last news story. We mentioned earlier um, Pokemon Masters, which is another Nintendo iOS game that's coming out in a few days. As of our recording, it's probably out by the time you're listening to it. But um, Mario Kart Tour, which is the Mario Kart iOS game, um, got a release date. It's coming out on September 25th, and you Whoa, can pre-register yeah. now. So... That's cool, I guess. Um, I mean, th- this this means for Pokemon Masters and Mario Kart, it's going to happen what happened with Dr. Mario. I'll download it, I'll play it for like an hour, and I'll be like, that's cool, and I'll never touch it again. Because mm-hmm. I just I, I don't like being on my phone for long periods of time. Oh, I totally agree. How robust of a Mario Kart game is this going to be? Is it going to be on par with like the arcade version that's at Dave & Buster's, or... Um... I think it is kind of arcade version. I mean, I really don't know. I know there were like real, like leaked videos of beta testers and stuff. And I guess, did you watch a trailer? I think there's a trailer did. out. I didn't watch yeah. it. Um, but I've heard it's kind of watered down Mario Kart. I mean, of course, it's on it's on the phone. But that's what I what I saw. It looked very watered down. Like I I only saw a couple green shells and some coins and the it didn't look very frantic, which is totally what I associate with Mario Kart. I don't know. It seemed a little slow, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, yeah. I'll probably be pre-registering soon. Oh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely play them. I might even, I might even squeeze an article out of it for my my job. So sure, yeah, we'll see. All right, that's all we have for the news this week. Jake, do you want to start us off on what we've been playing? I know you've had a busy week. We we also appreciate you guys like putting up with a bonus episode and everything. We've we we I had a nice week off. I I hope your moving in week wasn't too stressful, but um yeah, no. I mean it wasn't. I was busy. I don't want to bore these people with my life, but I was very yeah. busy. I still I still am very busy, but a lot of it's good busy. Enough you time can... for some Nintendo games? Yeah. I work for a newspaper here in Knoxville uh, called The Daily Beacon. Um it's an it's an independent uh newspaper that kind of works with the university that I go to. And I get paid to write there, so that's cool. Um, so a lot of the busyness I've had is working on new gaming videos for them and working on reviews for them, which brings me to the first main thing that I've been playing, which is uh, 
Double Fine and Bandai Namco's uh, newest like indie game kind of thing called Rad. I don't know if you've heard about this. I have. I watched a couple videos because you've expressed interest in it. Yeah. Um, well, I emailed Bandai Namco for a review code, and they, at first they said no. Bandai Namco always says no. Um, mm-hmm. I love you, Bandai. Please, you publish all of my anime games. Please give me games. Um, <laughs> but uh, they said no, and I said, darn, that's all right. Well, I need something to cover for my first indie game video anyways, and uh, it's 20 bucks. I'm just going to pick up Rad anyways. Um, mm-hmm. normally in my, in my videos, I use the soundtracks for the games that I play in the background for background music. So I emailed them and I said, Hey, it's cool that I didn't get a review code, but, um, <laughs> hey, are, are, do you guys, can I have access to the soundtrack? Are you guys releasing it anytime soon? And they emailed me back pretty much immediately and said, um, no, it, uh, uh, we, I don't know of any time, any release for the soundtrack currently. I'll look into it for you. Of course I haven't heard back, but I'll look in for it for you. And then they said, actually someone returned. I don't know who would do this. Someone returned their switch code for the game. So we have an extra. Here you go. So I got a switch wow. code. Yeah, I got a, I got a switch code with the, uh, the the $3 extra DLC that they have. Uh-huh. Um, so thank you, Bandai Namco. I love you. Um, give me more games. Uh, that's great. Um, yeah, so I got a review code for that. And that's amazing. So I've been playing a lot of that. That's what I've been... That's what I'm doing for, like I said, my first big video with, with the Beacon. So... I've been at least watching a lot of my footage of me playing it while I've been editing, but <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. It's a procedurally generated uh, roguelite that takes place in this goofy '80s inspired neon world, mm-hmm. um, like, like the big post post apocalyptic. Yeah, or something. that's 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 the that's the big joke. But that's <laughs> that's that's like there, like that's part of the joke is they're like, well, you, the first time humanity had an apocalypse, we had it coming, but the second time we were like, come on. So, you know, so it's, it's like what's left of humanity after these, this second apocalypse and, um, the like little colony, the little colony of humans that you like live in is running out of power for like oxygen and like, uh, fertilizer and stuff. Hmm. And so the elder comes to the people and is like, we need someone to go out and get these effigy thingies, like these activate these mm-hmm. statues that'll somehow give the community energy again. And they're like, but it'll be a grave sacrifice. But we look to the youth. And so, you know, one of the 10 characters that they have that you choose, like volunteers themselves and they're thrown out into the, the nuclear wasteland. Mm-hmm. But before that, they're given a like electronic bat to like beat people with. So they've got this big metal baseball bat and they're also given the ability to absorb radiation and mutate themselves. So they Interesting. Uh, they gain different abilities to fight like the monsters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 one of the big gameplay hooks of it. Since it's procedurally generated and a roguelite, you know, it's it's meant to be played many, many, many times. Like you sure. die, you start over, you die, you start over. And that's that's the main thing. That's the, the hook for me. Because, like, yeah, the worlds are different every time, but they're not, like, different enough to be like, oh, wow, like, this is so crazy. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is is all the different powers that you get. So, like, in one run, as because you get you, as you kill enemies, you absorb radiation, which, and mm-hmm. once the bar fills, you get a new power. And you can have up to three active powers at a time and unlimited passive powers. So, like, for my first run, I had like a flame arm where I could shoot fireballs. Yeah. Um, one of my other arms like turned into like a sentient being that Whoa. when I pressed a button, it would like just swing like crazily and like do a bunch of damage. <laughs> and uh, like m- uh, my the third one was like 
my stomach turned alive and I could like do a thing where I could like drop my stomach and it would suck all the enemies around in like to be held in this like, middle area and you could just like beat down on them you know while they were held there um, and it also like when you were walking around if you passed up money or like collectibles it would suck them into you mm-hmm. so and of course that was just for one run another one like there's one where your your head turns into a cobra head and you can shoot your head out to like hit like enemies like you that's can so it out how many um, powers are there? Do you know? I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but I've run into a bunch. Like, another one is your head turns into, like, a Ghost Rider-esque flaming skull, and you can throw your skull at enemies and it explodes. Sick. Um, I've seen stuff where, like, you can, your body, bottom half can, like, turn into, like, a spider body mm-hmm. and you, like, move faster and stuff. So there's a whole bunch of different combinations of powers and stuff that you can get. And that's that's the main, like, exciting thing to like really bring you back is Uh oh what powers am i going to get this time and of course it's got worlds and stuff so you're trying to get to the end i'll confess i have not made it to the end because i'm bad at video games as i've said many times Um, yeah but um i've had a lot of fun with it uh i feel like nobody's talking about this game um i mean it's a double fine game double fine's a pretty big deal it's one of Mm -hmm. double fine's last releases independently you know because they were they were purchased by microsoft so it's mm-hmm. it's one of their last, if not their last, like independently released game. So yeah. and like nobody's talking about it, and and it's cool, and it's it's not like amazing. Uh, the graphics are are, are all right. Um, they they seemed a little odd in the videos that are that I was watching. They, Just they, a they little, look, yeah. They look fine when you're playing them normally, like when it's all backed up. But like the opening cutscene obviously zooms in really hard. And one thing I mentioned in, in my video is I played this game on three different monitors. I have a 4K TV in my room. Of mm, course, it looked pretty good on the 4K tasty. TV. Yeah. I have a 1080p monitor in my living room, and I did all my recording on the 1080p TV. Of course, I recorded with a 4K monitor, so all my recording is in 4K. But when I played when I played the game on the 1080p uh, TV in my living room, dude, that cutscene looked rough. Like, oh, which is, wow. I'm, most people, most people I feel like are going to have these 1080p TVs. Um, mm-hmm. So the zoomed up 3d models just looked gross yeah and everything all the edges on everything looked hard like pixelated you know much much worse and it looked i of course i played it also the third way i played it was i played it on the go when i was Mm -hmm. out classes and stuff on you know my switch and it looks even worse there not terrible it's it's playable i played it it wasn't that bad but it was like yeah this looks this looks pretty rough yeah. Always ran at a steady frame rate though. Frame rates definitely, uh, definitely bother me, especially mm-hmm. since I got my 4K TV. Like I can definitely notice. Yeah. Fire Emblem definitely runs at 30 frames per second. Like you can tell. <laughs> uh huh. So I'm pretty sure Rad runs at 60. I'm not sure. I don't have a thing to track it or or whatever. But it, it always ran well. And, uh, frame rate never dropped. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike another game that I played this week. Stay tuned. Um. Um. But yeah. So. I really the replayability it. Um, is there though. Oh yeah, if you like this game, uh, you can play it forever. Mm. I mean, it's like it, it reminds me. My favorite roguelike um, is Binding of Isaac. Oh, dude, and that's what I was gonna say. I love that game so much. Yeah, dude, I I have probably put a hundred hours into Binding of uh-huh. Isaac. Uh huh. I had so, it for the 3ds, and I, got I it. took it they, everywhere. Um, they released it on PlayStation Plus for free um, mm-hmm. a while ago, like like years ago, and so that's how I first picked it up. And I, oh, I play that game. So good. I played that game for forever. So, yeah, uh, it reminds me of that. So if you're into it, like I was in a Binding of Isaac, theoretically you could get 
hours upon hours yeah. upon hours of gameplay out of this, which is which is good because that's what it's meant for. Um, of course, I mean, I think I think this is potentially a game that I can see myself turning on in the background, um, you know, to play when I don't have anything to do for a while because I enjoy mm-hmm. it. I really like roguelikes, and I and I really enjoy the this game's gimmicks, the whole mm-hmm. radiation thing, and I like the world. The 80s, the 80s aesthetic is pretty funny. Um, it does get annoying a little bit. There's like an announcer that goes along with you, which is kind of funny. You know, when you kill things, it'll be like radical. Like, yeah. Oh, killed them. You know, or like, got to get that cash. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> but every time the game loads, it, he goes loading. And it's kind of annoying. And every yeah. time you press pause, which I pressed a lot while I was trying to record, he goes paused. That got, that got pretty annoying really quickly. Interesting um, decision. Yeah. But, you know, I generally enjoyed it. Um, spoiler alert for my video. It'll probably be out by the time this podcast gets out. But um, I don't give, in my videos, I don't give numbered reviews. But I just do recommend or not recommend. And I recommend it. It's only $20. Um, it's on the eShop. It's on the PS4. It's on the Xbox One. It's on the PC. Um, I'd say anywhere you want to pick this up. It's for $20. I mean, it's mm-hmm. any, if you enjoy roguelikes, um, it's good value. 20 bucks. It's fun. It's, it's not amazing, but it's not bad. It's it's pretty good. I like I would probably land around a seven, seven five. Um, so hey, I, I I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed that. Very and that's good. one of the it's one of the main things I've been playing this week since awesome. I've been gone. Um, well, I'm glad it turned out well because yeah, you you brought it up a couple weeks ago and I was wondering about it and it does look fun and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Binding of Isaac. That's uh, you know those are kind of the majority of my experience with roguelikes roguelites but it sounded cool glad it turned out all right yeah and the second game i've been playing a lot of recently i actually have i have a deadline due tomorrow i have to write a review of this after we finish recording nice but konami was gracious enough to send me a review code of um Oh legacy of the duelist link evolution on the switch nice yeah yeah i did not dude let me tell you the weirdest things like this happen sometimes you you here's a little a little taste of the industry for someone who's an basically a freelancer and is not working at something big like IGN or isn't a huge <laughs> isn't a huge YouTuber. Sometimes I'll email companies like Konami. I emailed them about Legacy of the Duelist two two or so weeks ago. You know, maybe three weeks ago at this point. You know, it was a good two weeks or so before the game came out. Game came out on August twentieth. August twentieth comes goes. No email from Konami. I want to say it was August twenty second, twenty third. Game's been out for a few days. I get an email from Konami. Just randomly, that's like, hey, um, we saw you uh, expressed interest on reviewing Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. Would you still be interested? And I was like, yes, yes, I would still be interested. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, that's that's like, that also happened to me with another game recently. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was another game recently where they emailed me a few days after the game came out, and I was like, oh, uh, Bloodstained um, Ritual of the Night was the same way. It was two or three days after mm-hmm. the game came out, and they emailed me about it, and I was like, ah, pff, Absolutely, I love to review it. <laughs> I had given up hope, you know. Yeah. Don't tell, don't tell Konami. I'm sure they're not listening. But I was literally, I was going grocery shopping the next day at Walmart, and I was just going to buy it at Walmart the next, <laughs> the next day. <laughs> so they emailed me right before I went to buy it. But so I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of that, and so that's that's fun. Love Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, dude. And I mentioned earlier that I played Pokemon TCG. Uh, I played Pokemon TCG, but like I played Yu-Gi-Oh in high school, like. That was my game. Like, I was not a magic guy. I was kind of a Pokemon guy, but I was a Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Like, I put a lot of time into Yu-Gi-Oh. And money, I imagine. Oh, God. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, me and my, my main friend group from high school, 
we all played it. So it was it was worth every dollar I spent on the oh, yeah. I got with them. So No, it's a great it's a great card game. So how's the gameplay? I know it spans like all the generations yeah. of the so Manga Legacy of the Duelist. So Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist was a game that came out in 2015 um, for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and it covered um, pretty much all of the anime that was out at that point. So it covered Yu-Gi-Oh!, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel, and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5, Arc V. I don't know. I don't watch the anime anymore. But so it it, it covered... All of, all of those and all of the ways that those anime and those manga and those updates to the game changed the game drastically, such as Yu-Gi-Oh! GX had such a huge emphasis on fusion summoning. Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds introduced synchro summoning. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel introduced uh, XYZ summoning. And Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc, Arc V, Arc 5. God, if any Yu-Gi-Oh! fans are listening to me, they're going to kill me. But that game introduced pend- Pendulum summoning. And so it had all of those you could play... Um, through a bunch of different missions that were based on the, the anime. So you can go in and you can play the story decks and you're fighting, you know, who they fought in the anime. So that's cool. You could also build your own deck and, and go into these battles with your own deck. I don't believe there was any online play on that one. So since the game, the first game came out in 2015, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! had a new anime come out called Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains, which introduced an entirely new uh, summoning form you know an entirely new way to summon monsters man i'm like four generations of summoning behind like synchro and i was barely touching xyz (laughs) yeah um vrains introduced link summoning which not only changed you know which was not only a new way to summon monsters but it changed the game completely it changed the field completely it changed the way you could summon monsters from your extra deck the game pretty much was drastically changed um so that's one of the wow, reasons you know, okay. this game is called Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. Mm-hmm. So it um, includes, obviously, Link Summoning. It includes only, like, three, like, story-based things, story-based fights based on Vrains, which I was disappointed by because I, I love Link Summoning because when I started playing was when Link Summoning was a thing. Mm-hmm. So, But it, it, it puts in, like, 400-something cards from that, from, from, from the new Link format. So I can I can make my World Chalice deck in this game, which I am I'm working on right now, buying cards from the card shop in there. So that's exciting. But that's one of the main things it added is it added Link Summoning. So all of the story based things, even when you're playing Yu Gi Oh, Yu Gi Oh GX, Yu Gi Oh Five Ds, you have to use the Link Summoning format. As far as I can tell, it's it's, it's pretty mandatory. So yeah. that's that's cool. So that changes up the game, and also this game has online battles. As of, as of this moment, I haven't tried the online battles. Um, I'm not an online guy. I'm going to jump on after this so I can talk about it in my review. Um, um, can I just say it's online duels? Online duels. It's time to do the duel. Online duels. Duelists rejoice. But yeah, so that's, uh, or that's, that's what is brought to the new game. And I mean, I love Yu-Gi-Oh! So this is, this is fun. I mean, it's, not, it's nothing revolutionary, but it's a good time. Do you need to know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh to enjoy the game? It teaches because you. Like, there's tutorials, but it definitely helps if you know how. Does I mean, my I, understanding I think... of past generations of Yu-Gi-Oh, would that help me? Because Link Summoning, you're, you know, you, you are making it sound yeah. like it's a pretty drastic transition. Yeah, so... I'd, say, I'd say they would help you. Um, I mean, dude, I think Yu-Gi-Oh is super, I think Yu-Gi-Oh is super easy to understand. You literally mm-hmm. just read what's on the card, you know? Right. You just you just have to know like what each card does, like uh-huh. how 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 Zexel or X Y Z cards and Pendulum Summoning and Link Link Summoning differs from all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But other than that, I don't think it's too complicated. I think it's easier than Magic. Or, I mean, Pokemon's stupid easy, but I think it's easier than Magic, so that's saying something. Yeah. But no, cool. I think, I mean, there's tutorials in each of them that, um, when you start a new anime, like you start the new missions in the anime, and it introduces yeah. a new kind of summoning, there's always a tutorial that teaches cool. you how to do it. Cool, okay. So, there's that. Um, I would say the, the barrier to entry might be a little bit higher because of, um, like I said, you can read what each card does in real life, and technically you still can do that on the TV, but it's harder you know mm-hmm. i mean you have to select each the, card well but the layout in. is the layout's really good you don't have to do any of that like you don't have to zoom in or anything it pops up in the side and you just have to scroll down and read oh, great. that's a bit cumbersome to me of course i still have to do that it's not like i something like magic character like magic players i feel like they do like know like what every card does sure you know? there's too many Yu-Gi-Oh cards for me to know that so i don't so i still have to read a lot but i at least will have like especially for the the early ones like Someone plays Monster Reborn, and I know exactly. What that right, is, you know, or even with these some of these newer ones, someone plays, someone plays a Goki monster, and I'm like, ah, it's a Goki, or like, mm-hmm. especially I played a World Chalice deck, so I know everything about all the World Chalice monsters. But um, I, I, I don't think I think it helps if you've played before, um, because this is definitely like fan service heavy. Yeah, it's definitely for it's for the fans. But I wouldn't say if you have any a passing interest in it, I think it's worth worth trying out. It is, I mean, it's. I think the, the price is a bit hefty. It's $40 brand new right now, which at least it's not 60 Really? Um, yeah, but it is uh, That it is sounds 40. fantastic. That almost makes me want to pick it up even more. Yeah. Like, um, you can also... I haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh! in so long, and not having to play the pay the full $60 price tag, that's that's actually tempting. Well, uh, pro tip, um, Walmart has it for $30. So if you want to go to a place that can price match or anything, or if you just go to Walmart, they've got it brand new for $30. Hey, good. And if you get the physical edition, it comes with cards. It comes with like five actual cards. Physical boys, rejoice. Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to give the game a seven or an eight. Oh, uh, like I mentioned earlier though, um, there was during during one of the duels, I don't even know, nothing crazy happened, but the frame rate dropped to like two. Huh. It was chugging hard and like it was just moving really slowly. It was re- it was really weird. It's only happened to me once, but I was like, yeah. well, I definitely gotta definitely gotta note that. I, I mean, I've played for probably ten hours or so now, and it only happened to me once. So mm-hmm. you know, and it went away after. I mean, it, it lasted it lasted for maybe thirty seconds, and then it just went away, and the yeah. rest of the duel was fine. But yeah, uh, I'm probably going to give it a 7 or an 8, um, you know, with the big asterisk. I feel like a lot of my reviews are like, if you like this kind of game, you'll like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how else to, you know, if you're into Yu-Gi-Oh!, if you're into TCGs, I think this is one of the best TCG video games out there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, unlike, you know, when you play online Magic, the Magic game that's on PC and the Pokemon game that's on PC, you know, you actually have to pay real money to get those cards. Mm-hmm. Dude, this game has like... 9,000 cards, cards. Built in. I believe I believe 9,000 is the number and I mean you still don't you don't just get them all at once like you have to win sure. duels and you go to like the virtual card shop and uh-huh. you buy you buy Open virtual packs. packs yeah but you don't have to send a you don't have to spend a dollar on it and also Legacy of the Duelist the original game got a uh, whole bunch of DLC and stuff um, oh cool and it's all included in this one so a bunch uh-huh. of different little extra duels and stuff so yeah yeah that's that's been my experience with Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. I I really I'm really enjoying it. And like I said, if you're into TCGs or Yu-Gi-Oh, Braden, it sounds like I piqued your interest. Yeah, so, it's a lot of fun, man. And hey, if you got it, we could we could duel online. That oh, is that sounds that is a cool thing. I could. That actually I mean, sounds really fun. Yeah, you, I mean, you can always just pick a you can always pick like you know Yami Yugi's deck or sure. you know one of their other decks, or you can build. So they your have own. presets. 
yeah, um, if you play Yamiui's deck, um, I'll kick your ass because all the preset decks suck. Is uh, Exodia it's in playing, it? Oh, um, all one of them is, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know if the one that you can play online has it. But <laughs> dude, that's <laughs> it's not really a complaint. It's just like how it is when you play the games with the story decks. Some of them are so unnecessarily hard because some of the <laughs> old cards from like the original Yu-Gi-Oh, like a bunch of the monsters they have just have like twelve hundred attack. Or like mm-hmm. fourteen hundred attack, and that is no effect. Nothing. That's nothing. Like, and you you'll be playing like enemies that just have a gimmick, you know, that'll just uh-huh. be able to like steamroll you when they get to your. Dude, I started. I was playing against like the dragon guy from like the first part of Yu Gi Oh the other day, and I was playing as Joey Wheeler. Um, yeah, man, bef- that's awesome. Such it, a throwback. It was before Joey gets red eyes, and this guy has red eyes, white dragon. Oh, um, or red eyes, black dragon. Black dragon. Excuse me. Yeah. Um. And literally turn one, he, like, placed some some stuff down, and Red Eyes was out on the field, like, turn one. And yes. I was like, well, guess I have to just start the duel. There's many times like that where you'll just get a bad draw, or they'll just uh-huh. summon, like, the most powerful monster, like, the uh, beginning, and you just have mm-hmm. to surrender and start over, because it's like, oh, that's the game. Yeah. So, but it's fun. I'm really enjoying it, and I think if you're into that kind of stuff, you'll enjoy it, too. So, I've talked enough about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so anything else you've been playing? Those are, it sounds like that has taken up a lot of time. It would, yeah, those two it, would it take has. up a lot of my time it, too. It definitely has. Yeah, so I haven't, I haven't had much time to play much else. Uh, Astral Train is going to take my time after this. I definitely going to do, uh, definitely going to do a review of that. I mean, getting review codes from Nintendo is impossible, so I'm just going to have to drop the money on it. Um, oh, shame. But Join I'm still, I'm still going to review it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to review it. Absolutely. That'll take my time next week. I, and I'm going to have to pick up a new indie game because my the, the video series I do at the Beacon is indie game only ah. by my own by my own design. Sure. Um, and I don't like to do popular games. So I've had people be like, oh, you should do Cuphead and you should do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I want to do things that people don't know about, like specifically like I'm, you know, the numbers might not be as good, but like, I don't know. I just yeah. like spotlighting. I just like spotlighting shit. Sure. So. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, I have only been playing one game really since a the game, last time a game I was a game I was supposed to be playing, and because of my busyness and my work and everything, I have not had time really to play, uh, which I apologize for. But we can we can still talk about it, and I'll still quiz you on it. Yeah, no, it's okay, and I think this will probably wrap right up into our gym as well, because uh, as you will soon find out, it was released about eleven years ago originally, and it has a re-release on the Switch. So, uh, without further ado. The game I've been playing this week is The World Ends With You, final remix for the Switch. The World Ends With You is one of my all-time favorite games. I played it when it first came out for the DS, and the story just blew me away, as well as the gameplay. Like, it just... We'll discuss it more, but yeah, I got final remix for the Switch, and yeah, Jake, so you you, you were supposed to be playing it, buddy. <laughs> did you Did it make it into the, the console? it made it into the console and i think i played five minutes ten minutes um i'm sorry admittedly it it's intimidating at first i think like if yeah if you're going into it if you're just getting started with it and like you have other things to be doing and uh you just have five minutes to play it it's it's pretty dense especially there in the beginning um and it, it stays pretty convoluted throughout but like it's a lot to pick up right then and there so um, it, it makes sense that 
that you don't feel like you have a great grasp on it after five minutes. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I just, just a little bit, dude. Yeah. I just want to say like, I am definitely going to play this one day because I mean, the aesthetic is so cool looking. Um, and I love the characters and the, the way the combat seems to play already just seems really cool. So I'm intrigued and you'll hear about it sometime from me uh, on this podcast, but for now, go ahead and, and lead the discussion, sir. I want to be careful with how how deeply I go into the storyline here because if I manage to pique anybody's interest, I just want them to experience it all for the first time. Um, it is such a wild mystery, like a emotional... Oh, God, I was about to say emotional roller coaster. That is not... Uh, that's not what I mean, though. That's... that's <laughs> but um, you're right. The aesthetic is incredible. It's stylish the music is all kind of j-pop like electronic it can get a little grating at times but uh the the art style is kind of like pop with like thick bold lines first and foremost the most important part of the game is like really the story you play as neku you recently died you find that out you know pretty pretty soon into the game um that you are dead and you are now playing a game to come back to life. It is a game put on by the Reapers, this mysterious organization that uh, apparently has some connections to the afterlife, but they are threatening to erase you from existence if you do not complete this game that's going to last a week. You have to meet all their conditions, survive the week, and you get to come back to life. That is about the most ground level explanation I think I could give. I'm going to go a little bit more into detail. If you have never played this and want to play it with a with a fresh mind, uh, maybe skip to the end of the podcast or something. Because um, I'm going to get a little bit more into detail, but no, nothing too drastic either. Yeah, so to survive in this underground Shibuya, it, it takes place in Shibuya in Japan. To survive there, you have to pair up with another dead person, essentially, to form a team of two. That's the only way that you can fight against these Reapers and the monsters that they can create. You have to be in this partnership. And Neku is just an outcast. He is an amnesiac for a little bit of the game. It they, they get rid of that cliche pretty quickly. He regains his memory, and that's it's not a huge part of the game, which is nice. But you you have to partner up, and you meet this girl named Shiki. She has died as well, and she has some secrets of her own. And again, this is this is gonna go a little bit into the game, but you you manage to survive the first week. And, and circumstances arise that you might have to play the Reaper's game again. And so uh, Neku is just trying to find out where his place in the world is and whether he even like really wants to come back to life, what he has in the real world that like he even wants to come back for. It's an incredibly emotional game. Each character you meet, they, they, they really give them a lot of personality and really make you feel connected to them um and well and actually make you dislike the ones they want you to as well the partner i'm currently with on the game is a little brat and (laughs) and they've done a great job of getting me to dislike him and so uh, it's just phenomenal characterization the story is did you ever watch lost 
Have we talked about? Have I used that? No. <laughs> used that before in like? No, you haven't. It 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 almost reminds me of that in just that there's so many mysteries and so many things that, by the end of the game, frankly, are not going to be answered. But it doesn't really matter. It's more about this journey that you're going on, and so and a lot of the questions do get answered, which is incredibly satisfying. They've they've created an, a wild, rich world, which is super fun to to explore. It, it all takes place in, in Shibuya. You're in a city, essentially, the whole way through. But but each area is different. It, it's super alive. A big feature is you can read minds. People can't see you. You are dead. You're, you're a spirit. But you can read their minds. And so as you're walking throughout the world, throughout the city, you can just activate this pin that allows you to read minds. And people's thoughts pop up. It's it's really wild. I don't know. What... what do people know about this game? I feel like Nintendo fans do, or maybe 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 not just Nintendo fans, but maybe just JRPG or like Japanese game fans. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I've known about it for a while, but mm-hmm. I don't know if the casual, you know, the casual person, casual gamer would. Because it's pretty, sure. it's pretty niche. It's 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 really impressive. We got a Switch port, you know. Yeah. So a a version called Solo Remix was released for the iOS. Um, and this is the final remix, which I guess indicates, you know, just that the game is coming to a close. They're probably not going to touch it much anymore, um, which is a shame. But yeah, another massive feature of the game is, well, and it was, unfortunately, that's something I, I will touch on here in just a moment, but is the combat. You, I mentioned pins and reading people's minds on the streets. Each pin, you, there's hundreds if i'm not mistaken each pin has a separate power some of them allow you to draw lines and fires created some of them are force rounds almost like dragon ball z some of them allow you to uppercut some of them create icicles some of them drag cars around it's just a a huge variety of these pins it's all utilizing the touch screen of the ds and that was such a a wild thing and on the the top screen your partner is fighting you're also controlling them the different partners that you may acquire throughout the game each have a separate play style and so you have to get used to that as well as simultaneously controlling neku on the bottom screen with your stylus final remix for the switch it's a little less satisfying um they've definitely watered down how your partner fights it's just there's there's no way for it to be quite as robust there's no there's not two screens but they did consolidate it well it still feels like you you're playing as two separate people at times which is important they want you to build this synergy it's another facet of the battle system is this synergy that you build up Mm -hmm. for the ds it was something I'd never played before and really stretched your mind. You had to pay attention to both screens at the same time and just be on top of it. The Switch is a little more contained. I've played it handheld nearly the whole time. Maybe it's just nostalgia for the DS and, you know, I like having <laughs> it really close to my face. But yeah. it's all touch. There's nothing to do with the Joy-Con. And and it's interesting. The It feels a little clunky at times because my finger is not nearly as pointy as a ds stylus i i trip over my own fingers sometimes but um (laughs) but the game is phenomenal and i'm looking forward to playing the bonus content i don't believe it revolves around the the main characters that uh i'm used to from 
the DS game. It's it's a separate chapter entirely with different characters, which I presume is still has to do with the Reapers game, which gets me really excited because I, I you know, I thought I knew everything about the Reapers game. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I haven't quite beaten the game on the Switch yet. I'm looking forward to, to wrapping that up and, and playing the new features that they've added just for us. Yeah, you seem like you're really into it. So that, that definitely makes me excited to, to try and jump into the DS version. Oh, man. And really, it's just, I'm so attached to the characters. The writing is phenomenal. Neku is a really, he, he's like an emo kid. He hates everybody. And he, he, over time, you're meeting these different characters and he's learning why he should be alive. Why you should care about other people. What other people can contribute to the world and to you and... uh I don't know. It's it's a super rich emotional story with an awesome battle system attached. And there's weird mechanics about how you dress and how you accessorize. And that influences like the popularity of different pins in different areas. It boosts the powers. It's, it's all about style. Trends is what they call them. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any questions about the game? It's fine if not. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really think so. I think I've, yeah. I mean, you've given a, a pretty pretty intense rundown of it so yeah i, mean, I just like went just, i went I mean, hard there for quite a few minutes i was gonna say you're you're definitely good you're definitely a good salesman for it <laughs> <laughs> well that's right go pick up final remix it's uh 30 at gamestop you might see it um other places for like full price like 60 dollars. do not pay that price match somewhere that has it cheaper gamestop was where i got it for 30 dollars uh and so definitely, you know, look look for a lower price. It's it, it is a remake of a older game, so again, you know, not always worth the full sixty dollars, in my opinion. But then again, this game is certainly worth sixty dollars. So Oh yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it seems super super dope. I'm gonna zip it though. What do you think, Jake? We've got our Nintendo Gym, the world ends with you, you've covered Rad. The world ends with you joins the Nintendo Gems Hall of Fame that exists ah, inside yes. my mind, which we need to visualize somehow. Oh, it will. Yes, indeed. Well, all right, man. I I miss you, buddy. It was fun getting to do this. I'm looking forward to Yeah, I miss you too, man. And um, to you, dear listeners, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, and we will see you next week. Yeah, see you guys next time. 